Researchers at Virginia Commonwealth University are working on a study that has found stress hormone cortisol levels drop after just five minutes of interacting with dogs, even other people's dogs. And it goes both ways. Dogs get a boost in feel-good hormones, too. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. According to recent disclosures, Medicaid insurer Molina Healthcare gave $1 million to GOP governors during the first half of 2023, which is more than in the past two full years combined. The donations come amid a significant shift in the Medicaid market as pandemic continuous coverage requirements unwind. It's sure to impact the bottom lines of several insurers, even as they tell investors it's only a short-term problem. Molina didn't respond to a request for comment on its donations. Europe is rethinking its approach to regulating e-cigarettes amid an explosion in teen vaping. While there's broad agreement that e-cigarettes can help smokers quit, governments, doctors, public health experts, and the public are now concerned about the increase in the number of young people using these products. The industry is also calling for stricter rules. And a decades-long friendship between two doctors has been tested by their differences on the select subcommittee investigating the government's COVID-19 response. Alice Miranda Olstein is here to explain. Sure, glad to join. Representatives Raul Ruiz and Brad Winstrup have had a close friendship for over a decade now, but the two doctors are having differences on the select subcommittee on how to investigate the government's response to COVID-19, as you've reported. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's going on here? Yeah, so I've been fascinated by this sort of split screen that's going on where these two lawmakers who are the top Democrat and Republican, respectively, on Congress's only committee investigating COVID, overseeing the COVID response. And the split screen is they are close friends. They have these ongoing traditions like an annual ice cream party that I wrote about. They have worked on a bunch of healthcare bills together, so they do agree on some things. And yet the COVID committee is just so partisan right now. And the hearings are very tense with members attacking each other, members attack each other outside the hearings as well, sending letters and press releases, condemning one another. And recently, you know, what really caught my attention was that the Democrats and Republicans on the committee wrote and released separate reports on COVID origins and the government handling of that investigation. And so I wanted to sort of look into what was going on and why it matters, why having this split on the committee really leads to more public confusion and polarization as we confront these big questions about the pandemic and how to handle the next one that we know is inevitably coming at some point. What are some of the areas specifically that the two representatives agree and disagree on? Yeah, so it was fascinating because in talking to both of them, they both say that they want the same thing. They want the committee to look into what went right, what went wrong during the COVID response and apply those lessons learned to, you know, future pandemic policy. So you would think they were in agreement, but they have completely different ideas about how to go about that. That includes what to focus on in the first place, what witnesses to call, who makes a credible, trustworthy witness for these things, and who is an appropriate target of these investigations. So the Republicans feel like the Democrats are just completely fixated on the Trump administration and only want to focus on what they did wrong. The Democrats are frustrated because they see the Republicans as promoting misinformation and conspiracies, you know, related to vaccine effectiveness, mask effectiveness, and they feel the Republicans 
Republicans are just using the committee to go after targets that they want to go after anyways, like teachers unions, like Dr. Fauci, etc. And so this split is just getting worse and worse as time goes on. What's next here? And is there anything we can expect the committee to do going forward? Yeah, so the committee is going to continue to hold hearings and conduct investigations on what the Republican majority wants to focus on. And so the Democrats told me they sort of have this split between needing to participate in those processes to prepare for those hearings and try to steer them in a direction they think is useful. But they also sort of want to do some counter programming, which they've already done, like I mentioned, with the separate reports. So we may see more separate reports in the future. We even might see what are called shadow hearings. Since the minority is not allowed to hold their own hearings, they hold sort of informal ones. And we've seen that under Republicans and Democrats. It's fairly common, but we haven't seen any yet from this committee, but we might in the future. But that's tough because when the public that's already pummeled with different messages about public health see two competing reports from the same committee, it just, you know, the experts I spoke to were really worried it will cause further confusion, further distrust of government. Yeah, so obviously COVID's become a very partisan issue and this committee seems, you know, no different. What role, if any, will this select subcommittee play in sort of preparing the U.S. for the next pandemic? And is there a way forward for bipartisan consensus? Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. So you had members in both parties last year pushing for the creation of an independent nonpartisan body to study the pandemic, sort of like a 9-11 style commission thing. And that's what's happening in other countries right now, but it never got off the ground in the U.S. And so we're stuck with this sort of partisan version completely staffed by lawmakers. And so you might continue to hear calls for a nonpartisan independent commission. But for now, folks on the committee are on both sides are hoping that their work does inform future policy. You know, Congress right now is looking at reauthorizing the main pandemic policy vehicle. And so what the committee uncovers could inform that. Some experts I talked to, though, were worried that the divisions are informing those policy and funding talks in a negative way. You know, they were pointing to Congress's recent spending bills that came out that really slashed public health funding and said if the committee was doing more to uncover the true factors of what went wrong in the pandemic, you would see, you know, an increase in public health funding, not a decrease. So I think you're going to continue to see a lot of finger pointing going forward. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Alice. This was a really interesting conversation. Absolutely. Glad to talk. And Politico has a new podcast. Politico Tech is your daily download on the disruption that technology is bringing to politics and policy. You can find Politico Tech wherever you get your podcasts. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tine, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.